All right, guys, what is up? Welcome back to Fit Body Secrets, where my mission is to bring you guys inspiration, motivation, and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness journey. And today, I'm going to call myself Hot Mess Express, okay? Because coming off of last weekend, um, I just have to share with you guys, because if you're watching me live on YouTube and you haven't been following my Instagram, um, you have missed the fact that yesterday I got slammed in the face with a disc from a disc, disc golf game. And the worst part was I wasn't playing. I was just a pedestrian. I was getting ready for a walk in the woods and getting something out of my car. And this literal, I literally felt like somebody just came with a baseball bat and hit me in the eye, like out of nowhere. That's exactly what it felt like. So if I look a little funny and swollen in my face, there's two reasons for that. This is just double, double whamming it. But second is a little bit about what's going on with me right now. Um, and I, I, once again, just wanted to say thank you to everybody that's been reaching out. Sorry, I have to fix something on my chair. Um, and have been looking for an update and wanted to give you guys kind of the update, what's going on um, and, and what I figured out. Uh, because it's something that I feel like needs to be talked about. Very, very hard to get to this place, but it does happen. And I want to share with you guys what's going on with me. So hopefully I can help you all out. So I want to backtrack a little bit. It's funny because I was listening to my podcast from last week and I started out by saying, oh my God, I'm so tired. Like it's been such a fun week and everything like that. Cause I have, I've been, it's been a really exciting time in my life. I, I love everything going on. I have so many good things to be grateful for. Um, but I, I find that I don't take any time off from anything. You know, I just, who I am, I don't, even when I have downtime, I want to fill it with something else. There's always something that I could be doing. In fact, even to the point before I got on this podcast, I was finishing up one more thing, you know, like there's always things that you can be doing and that's me. I'm always trying to do things, but anyways, so I had been feeling a lot of fatigue. Um, in fact, over the last year, I have noticed the fatigue getting very bad. Like, um, you know, I've kind of just chucked it up to the fact that I'm stressed. I'm busy. I don't let myself rest and kind of laughed it off. Like, Oh, this is what happens when you don't take time off. Right. Um, and I never really thought that you think you hear that like things can get bad from stress, but I never really thought about how bad it could get and didn't really think about it. So, um, Essentially, I'm going to kind of just not beat around the bush. Uh, last week when I went to the hospital and things were not looking very good, doctors were definitely saying some scary things to me. Um, hearing the terms liver failure, kidney failure, and heart failure all at the same time uh, was something that at 38 years old, somebody that's super fit and active, eats super healthy, doesn't want to hear, right? It's like, oh my God, what am I doing wrong? And I actually kind of internalized this a little bit. And I thought maybe I was using exercise in a negative way. Like, oh my God, am I like, you know, like, am I like killing myself in the gym and like and work and everything? And I was, I was just kind of like really thinking and going down the weeds. And I want to break down exactly where I'm at in my state and then talk to you about what the real cause was. So essentially um, I've got to, to make some changes because if I don't change, my blood biomarkers are not going to get any different. Um, I am in early stages of liver, kidney, and heart failure. 
Um, but very, very, very early stages. When I say this, it's like, know that. So when you get rhabdo, you are technically in failure of, of kidney liver function. So it's so small. It, it's so minuscule. The damage is, is very small. There is some damage to my heart, but it's very, very, very minuscule. So I know that I can fix this, right? Like I know that I can fix this, but what was the real cause? Okay. I'm talking to you about stress. I'm talking to you about exercise. I'm talking about nutrition, I'm talking about sleep. And all of these things are a factor into what happened to me. Um, and it's one word over training. And that sounds like I even saying that I feel silly. I feel silly saying it's just, over. I, I, it's just over training. It's just over training. That's how I, I feel about it. But after researching and really learning a little bit more about overtraining syndrome and understanding how bad I feel right now, uh, I think it's really important that I talk about this topic because that is what I'm going through. And I'm going to break down the different phases of overtraining today and understanding how it happens and how it happened to me. Because it wasn't just numbing my feelings. In fact, after talking to my therapist, I'm not numbing my feelings. I actually don't really have anything bad to, my life is great. I love what I'm doing. I, I'm actually not a depressed person and I'm not an anxious person, but overtraining does cause depression, anxiety. So let me explain a little bit about overtraining for you guys. Now, overtraining starts in the early stages as overreaching. Overreaching is actually a good thing. In fact, you want to overreach sometimes. So maybe you guys can relate to being on like a really, like a really strenuous, like back squat cycle. And like the weights are getting heavier every single week. And towards that, like last two weeks, it's like, oh, I got to go in and hit those squats. And like, you mentally have to like prepare yourself for them. And maybe you also start to find like your sleep is off a little bit. Um, your, 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 maybe your appetite's off a little bit. Um, and you're walking that fine line of like, am I making progress or am I like regressing a little bit? Right. That's overreaching. You're, you're at that place. In fact, I, I'm going to keep my notes up here because I want to make sure I'm going over everything for you guys, but you will find that as you're increasing the volume, as you're bringing things up, you will get to that point where you're like at that breaking point and you're, and this is where people think they're overtraining. I must be overtraining. And this is where most people will take a deload. In fact, most well-built programs have a deload built in. Okay. So um, you'll typically go hard and then like, you'll take some time off. Overreaching can also happen without the actual programming. It can happen just from the fact that maybe you're putting too much stress on your body in different places. So it's not just, you know, training over training doesn't just happen from training and nutrition. It, those are two big factors in it, but it, it happens also from other life, life factors playing a factor into your recovery. Training is the sum of your time in the gym and the recovery, your workouts and the recovery. That's training. It's your workouts and it's your recovery. It's not just one or the other. So you have to have both. And if you're not having both, you can kind of go down an overreaching phase. Now, if you recognize overreaching, okay, so like I said, very minuscule signs, like maybe a little bit of, you know, your, your appetite's just not quite there. 
you're kind of like, uh, I don't know if I can go any harder. Like maybe you have to take an extra day off. Um, that's my, that might be where you're at. Okay. That's totally normal. You take your deload. Typically you're just lowering the volume, lowering the intensity. And then what happens is a really cool thing. Super compensation. Super compensation essentially is when your body is going to actually overcompensate for that deload and that stress. And that's how our body gets fitter. You come back to the gym, you're like, I feel like a million bucks. And people that have ever tapered for a competition know what I'm saying. Cause you're like, I never thought I could do that. And I just, what, where was that for the last six months? Okay. So that's normal. Okay. That's, that's good. And that's part of being an athlete. That's part of being someone that, that wants to, you know, build things up. So now we're going to get into where things go a little bit wrong. Let's just say you're noticing those symptoms and you're like most athletes or most people and you don't take time off. You don't, you don't de-stress. You keep kind of pushing through um, and you just kind of feel like I, I can do this. And now we're getting into the over, overtraining and stage one overtraining, what you are typically going to um, experience is you might become a little bit more uh, aware of stress. You might have a hard time handling stress. You might feel a little bit more fatigue, maybe a little bit less energy during the day. Maybe you're a little bit more sore. Your sleep quality starts to go down. You're, you're finding yourself having a hard time sleeping at night. Um, you're maybe even seeing some changes in your heart rate and your heart rate variability. For those of you guys that wear loop straps, this is a great way for you guys to track that. Um, maybe you're finding it a little bit harder to keep your heart rate down. Uh, maybe your blood pressure might be going up. Just, just some weird things are going on a sign that things are just not quite right. And you might start to feel like I just, just maybe, maybe you're even seeing some performance decreases and you're like, Oh, I just need to train a little bit harder. And maybe I got, maybe I do more aerobic work. Maybe I got to, I'm going to start doing this aerobic work cycle or this aerobic cycle. Um, or I got to lift more. Like you start to kind of think about maybe you need to do more to, to get better. Um, but really what your body is telling you is there's an imbalance in your HPA axis. Your adrenals are being overstimulated your body needs recovery. You'll also start to find you're getting a little bit of like these weird nagging injuries, a little bit of tennis elbow, maybe a little bit of shoulder stuff going on because your body is also, it's not just, it's not just overuse in the joint. It's also just overuse in your body and your body's not getting enough nutrients to those muscles. And there's so much tension in your body that it's not relaxing. So it's making you more injury prone. Hormones also play a huge factor here. So this is stage one. You can easily recover from stage one uh, by just taking a deload week. Uh, you know, you're just going to kind of take it a little bit lower, not doing anything super strenuous. Again, a lot of people do this naturally. They just take a couple of days off and they feel good. Now we're going to go into stage two. Okay. So also, I, I guess I should kind of go down a couple of the things recommended. Let me go through a couple of things recommended more so for each stage as well, because I want you guys to get a lot of this podcast. This isn't just about me. Whenever I'm talking about me, I'm going to share about how it's going to help you guys out. Um, you want to lower your training volume to 50 to 70% typical deload week. Um, eliminate or moderate your high intensity training. Uh, get enough sleep and obviously increase your food habits. For sure, Kenneth, we'll look back to hear, hearing you. Um, so um, increasing your food or in, increasing your food habits, increasing, fixing food habits, like eliminating junk food, eating more whole foods, stuff like that. Um, you'll likely be able to get back to training, uh, naturally within a week or two, like typically people see a pretty fast return from this, sometimes even quicker. 
sometimes even just a couple days off. Now we're going to get into stage two. Stage two is there's typically also two different types of overtraining. There's sympathetic and parasympathetic. So sympathetic is like the, the athletes that are like power athletes, um, a lot of heavy lifting. And then you've got your parasympathetic, which is going to be more like your endurance athlete. So a little bit different and the protocols and honestly, the recovery from them and the stress of them is also a little bit different. Um, and stage two is where you'll see like a little bit of a differentiation between the symptoms of these two, two things. Uh, but in stage two overtraining, um, you are going to start to see some more neurological and hormonal uh, imbalances, not just the physical feelings. This is where we're going to start to see some problems. Um, resting heart rates are going to be affected. Maximum heart rates are going to be affected just like stage one, but a little bit worse. Um, you're going to start to see diminished performance, more noticeable regression in your lifts. You're going to start to feel like you're, you're not even able to hit 85% of your lifts now. And you're like being okay with that. Like you're like, oh, maybe I should, once again, you're, you're starting to say, maybe you have to lift more. Maybe you have to do more. Um, muscle imbalances and weaknesses, a lot of tightness. Uh, you're noticing a, a lot of like soft tissue stuff going on really getting worse. And you might even find that you're getting more uh, sick a little bit quicker. Your immune system is being affected. Your gut might be affected here, more bloating, more gas, more constipation, more diarrhea. Um, and you might even find that you're starting to gain weight. Like all of a sudden you're getting puffy. You're finding yourself like gaining weight. Um, emotionally, this is also where you're going to see a big change from stage one to stage two. Anxiety, stress, and all that stuff starts to really kick up. And you're, and you're having a really hard time figuring out what's causing it. Like you're getting upset more often. How many of you guys have left the gym crying over no reason? You know, like that stuff starts to happen. Um, blood biomarkers are going to be really affected here. We might see some low testosterone levels in men, um, underactive thyroid, blood sugar dysregulation, um, body temperature might be affected. And, um, you're also just going to notice a big difference in your cognition, mental focus, not just in the gym, but in your life. Like you're just starting to feel like things are just a little bit harder. Um, in this case, in this part, in this stage, like this is where things are getting a little bit more serious and you should be listening to your body. So a lot of people don't listen to their body. They keep pushing. And this stage is going to require a little bit more, um, medical and typically a little bit more medical stuff. And when we get here, this is where we also see different patterns also being exposed in a lot of athletes, um, disordered eating patterns. They're starting to gain weight. They're getting uncomfortable with them, their body. Um, they're not eating enough to fuel their training, which is a, typically under eating is one of the biggest causes of overtraining over overeating. I'm sorry, under eating and too much stress and not recovering enough. But this is where things get a little bit more off because now you're like freaking out. Like you're not feeling good and you're trying to do all the things to fix it. And you're having all these symptoms. You might need some medical intervention at this point to help with like sleep disruptions, hormone stuff. Um, but once again, a lot of times everybody's treating the symptoms. They're not looking at the overtraining part of it. Okay. This stage is much harder to get to than stage one. Stage one is very common. Stage two becomes a little bit less common because your central nervous system everybody's a little bit different. Pain threshold is going to play a big factor. Mental toughness, unfortunately, plays a factor in this. A lot of people, I'm going to be honest, just are not mentally tough to keep pushing through to get to this point. That is a good thing. <laughs> I'm not saying that having the mental toughness to overtrain is what you guys want. I'm just saying that some people 
just don't have an off switch and they keep going and they keep going. In fact, I don't want to say names, but there's been in the last year or two, a couple of very high end athletes that have had to step back from competition. And I do full heartedly think that this was part of it. And I'm very proud of those athletes for doing that. But I do think that this is a huge part of it because when you're driven, you get to this place. Okay. Um, at this point, recovery is time off from any high intensity training temporarily. Um, definitely want to be reducing volume by 50 to 70% sleeping, obviously food, um, make sure you're getting enough calories. And for this part, you are likely going to have a little bit, uh, longer of a recovery. Uh, and so I don't really recommend, and a lot of recommendations, I shouldn't say just me are complete rest for too long. I think complete rest in the short term, but then a slow, 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 gradual re-increasing of movements where you're not even thinking about competition for at least six months. Like you shouldn't really be focusing on competition because it's just too, too early on. If you don't take things seriously in stage two, now we're talking about stage three. Okay. Stage three is where things are very, very serious. Um, it's serious chronic excess stress condition. This end stage is associated with the exhaustion of neurological and hormonal mechanisms, typically with more severe physical, biochemical, or mental emotional consequences. Training and competition, competitive performance continues to worsen with many athletes competing poorly or not at all. Okay. Um, essentially in this, in part due to the condition of the adrenal glands and its inability to, of the HPA axis to compens compensate for the ongoing chronic stress, adrenal exhaustion includes its failure to produce. I'm just going to go down the roll. Basically I'm right. I'm reading from verbatim because what you're, what you're hearing here is your body, your brain is just shutting down. Your HPA axis is affected. Your adrenals are shot. Cortisol's off. Your hormones are off everything is being shot. Your body is no longer able to do anything. The lack of physical and mental energy reduces the desire to compete and sometimes train. Depression, physical injury, poor immunity, gut dysfunction um, are associated with poor fitness and health. There is an incre increased risk for hyponatremia because you could be losing too much electrolytes. It's a rough pot. It's a really, really, really rough pot. And this is where I'm at. And this is very hard for me to admit. And I'm going to kind of take you guys through what got me here because this doesn't happen overnight. It's not a week or two. Okay. This started a couple of years ago and I've been able to, I, I was, I dabbled in stage two for a very long time, but never fully came out of stage two to where I would have periods where I was like, eh. Uh, 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 uh. I, and if you're not watching me on YouTube, I'm using my hands to go up and down where I would pull myself out of it and then kind of feel good for a while back into it. Uh, never actually fully recovering from it. And then this year in particular, things started to get really bad. So actually before this year, shoulder surgery, the shoulder injury that caused the shoulder surgery was really where I should have said, Hey, it's time to take a step back. That's where I was fine lining that stage two end phases. Um, and my body was starting to tell me something different. I, I noticed that shoulder surgery was kind of fortunate because it did kind of pull me back into stage two and was allowing me to recover a little bit. 
Um, but then post-surgery, I started to train again. And I think I was probably in the lower end of stage two. And with diving into work full throttle, um, I kept training pretty much the same volume, but I changed how I was training. And because I couldn't do snatches, clean and jerks, I couldn't lift, couldn't do a lot of heavy gymnastics, kipping and all that stuff. Um, I changed to focusing on what I could control, doing more aerobic work, working on my engine, uh, working on building some strength in my legs. And I started to do small off squat cycle, started to do more aerobic training, endurance training, uh, not long distance, but it's smart stuff. I would, I would do longer distance one day, intervals one day. Um, and with this stuff comes a, a different thing that you guys have to understand. With weightlifting and overtraining, you can only lift so heavy, right? And you can only do so much volume. Like when you're trying to get stronger, you don't just start squatting more to get strong. Like you don't like, so if you're trying to do five rep maxes, you don't, you don't start doing 20 rep maxes to get your five rep max up unless you're Cheryl Masso. But you typically like, you're like, okay, I'm at a plateau. Like you, you, you just can't go any heavier. You can't just magically lift heavier. With endurance training, you can do multiple things to increase your endurance. And I was building up a tolerance to things. So my volume was increasing. So whether, so with weightlifting, you're increasing the weights, you're not increasing the volume. I was increasing the volume. So like what started off as like, maybe I could run a typical day was like 4,000 meters. Now I was able to handle six to 8,000 meters and I felt fine. And then I was adding in this Moloch program. And like I said, not recovering at all. And this is where things started to go bad. So I wasn't doing the wrong things. In fact, everything I was doing was not in a way of like self-numbing or self-medicating. It was literally in the way of like, I want to be fitter. I want to get better. So I'm going to keep doing more. And what I was finding was it was taking me a few more sets to get things up and running to where I wouldn't feel like I was in my groove until like set three or four. And so I would be pushing through. And I was doing a lot of interval training, a lot of like mixed modal stuff after my recovery, when my shoulder felt better, I was excited. And I was starting to get into different types of mixed modal uh, aerobic. Like I was mixing like bike with dumbbells, just doing all kinds of stuff. But my volume tolerance was going up. Start off as five sets and it was seven sets and it was 10 sets. Now it was like a day wasn't completed until I got this many reps in. And I kept doing that over and over again. And I wasn't listening to my body. Okay. So around March, I tore my right hamstring completely. Left one was a partial tear. I shouldn't say completely. High grade partial tear in my right, low grade in my left. Okay. Again, another warning sign. Slow down, Cheryl. Slow down, Cheryl Masso. Cut it off. But I'm an athlete. I want to keep going. I kept pushing through. I worked around the injuries. Um, and I am a proponent of people working around injuries, but you should still be lowering volume to allow your body to recover. Around this time, my sleep was shit. It wasn't just not being able to stay asleep. I was now waking up at three o'clock in the morning and couldn't fall back asleep. Literally feeling like a crazy insomniac. So I started going to bed at seven o'clock at night. I'm like, well, I guess I just got to go to bed earlier. I'm literally, my body is giving me all of these signs, all of these signs. Hey, something is not right. And I kept going and kept going and kept going. And pretty much around a month ago is when I noticed things were really like, just not, things were de degrading. And 
I've been, I've been seeing a doctor, but mind you, I have been seeing a doctor and trying to get to some medical answers as to all this. My blood panels were not coming back great. I knew that my hormones were low. Um, just weird things, white blood cells, low anemic, like little things that I'm like, I'm just going to keep working through it until we figure things out. Then comes the week of my nutrition coaching summit. Um, I'd also been working on my fat loss frameworks, jumpstart thing, which is what I talked about in my, my episode last week about how tired I was. Um, and that week the fatigue was bad. So last week, not this past week, the week before the week before the hospital, the fatigue was really bad. And I just choked it up too. It's because I was traveling and, and just coming off of all that and needed to take a little bit more rest. But now my performance, it was no longer, it took a few times to get my heart rate up and get me into my pace. It was no longer negative splits. It was now, I can't handle finishing these workouts. I, I, I can't, it's, I have to take a break to finish these intervals. And that's what I was doing. I would be doing a set of a, a planned workout and I would have to stop and be like, I'm gonna take a break and then I'll finish. That's not like me. I'm not that person. I am a very resilient athlete. In fact, it's, it's what I know I'm known for, but it's also what brought me to the stage three train overtraining because I don't have an off switch. I, I have a very high pain tolerance. I don't know when enough is enough. And so as that week progressed and symptoms were no longer just fatigue, the swelling in my legs and things brought me to the hospital to the seriousness of what it looks like to be completely overtrained stage three, telling yourself you can literally train yourself dead. And that is a very hard thing to say. And I, and I'm saying this in all seriousness, but also feeling almost guilty for saying it with serious, with seriousness, because I feel like people don't look at this, like it's a serious thing, but it is a very serious thing. But I'm going to tell you, it is extremely difficult to get here. And I want to go over what I'm experiencing right now, because if you think you're overtraining, like you should stop. If you think you're overtraining, you need to take a look at the signs and understand how to make some modifications early. Because I literally feel like I'm dying. I, I literally feel like I'm emotional. I have very little energy. I'm waking up every morning. I know I have a puffy eye because of the freaking disc, but I'm waking up every morning with like literally swollen eyes. Um, my appetite's all off. I'm having to force myself to eat right now. Um, I just don't feel well. My body hurts. In fact, I'm scared to do yoga because I'm scared it's going to hurt. Like I scheduled a massage day at 2.30 cause I can't wait to get my body worked on. Um, I'm just not in a good spot as much as I mentally want to work on things. I, I don't even want to work on things. I can't, I don't even have the desire to be in the gym and I want to be in the gym. That's if that makes sense. Like I want to be in the gym and I, I love working out, but right now I just don't have the energy. My brain and my body is dunzo and recovery from this stages is, is not, it's not, it's not a timeline. Unfortunately, I, I'm a very resilient person. It could take me a couple of weeks, could take me a couple of months, could take me a lot longer than that. In fact, I've, you know, just listening to some podcasts from other people, some people have taken them years. Now I know me and I'm going to do all the things right. Cause I'm going to make sure I get myself out of this hole. Um, 
but it all came down to having a goal, right? I had a goal. I went into this year wanting to win the CrossFit Games in 2023 and my in my age division. And then when I had the decision to make about shoulder surgery, I said, this is God telling me it's not your year. You got to get yourself healthy. But I didn't do what I needed to do to get myself healthy. I had shoulder surgery and avoided dealing with this stuff. And so I told myself after surgery, 2024 is going to be my year. But if you don't do the things you got to do to change, it ain't going to happen. And I still want 2024 to be my year. And I still am hopeful for that. But I know that right now, if that's what I want, I can't think about that. I got to think about my health and my life. And the fact that the doctor mentioned a pacemaker, I was like, no, that's not, uh, I mean, I'm too fit for that. I'm just too fit and healthy for that. And right now I'm not fit and healthy right now. I'm sick and people can call it what it is. Overtraining isn't serious. You have no idea what I'm feeling right now. I feel like I'm dying. Does not feel good at all. And so, um, there's a lot of things that have to be addressed. And so what's the plan? Here's a plan. Okay. Taking my medical team seriously, not missing my appointments. So I've got an appointment on Tuesday to get a brain MRI done. They do want to check my pituitary function to rule out if all of this isn't caused by something going on with my pituitary gland. Um, but once again, I'm not going to not put blame on myself that this is just something that I've done to myself. Um, I'm going to follow up the cardiologist, follow up my primary care, trying to get my hormones back in, in line again. So I am, you know, the hard thing is, is that when you love training, you want to be in the gym and I need to take time off from training. And it's really hard to hear people tell me, you just got to take time off. Just don't work out. That's literally telling a kid he cannot play in a playground. And so if that's what you're going to tell me, I want everybody to just leave me the fuck alone. That's how I feel. However, I know that's what I need. And I know that I have to make serious changes and I'm really trying. Okay. I am really trying. So when I say I'm trying yesterday, I went for a walk in the woods and I got on my, my C2 bike and I biked in zone one, not zone two literally zone one, a very easy bike while I just listened to some podcasts and did something to move my body. Okay. Today I went for a walk and that's all I'm doing today. So tomorrow I plan to go for a walk and do nothing else. So I am slowing things down because if I really want to recover, this is what it's going to take. However, it's not just about this. It's also managing the other things in my life that have brought me here. Like learning to not be on the hamster wheel of trying to be ahead of myself every single week, taking time to go sit on a beach, take a vacation, be with friends. Because as I mentioned, training is working out and recovery. And recovery isn't just not working out. Recovery is recovery. Moving a little slower in the morning some days, like not being in a rush to do things. Guys, I can't tell you the last time I have been able to just sit in the morning with a cup of coffee 
and not think about doing things. And if that's you and you, and, and maybe you're not overtrained, cause I'm going to talk about why I'm talking about this today. You might not be overtrained, but you might be over fucking stressed. And your life is a constant game of freaking cat and mouse. Like you're just chasing your tail all the time, all the time going, 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 going. That's just as bad. And it's fucking up your hormones. It's fucking up everything. You know, it's, it's the same shit. It's just not the body shit that I'm dealing with. Okay. So I am taking it a little bit easier this week. I am going to try and slow down. I got to not be in a rush to do things. And I, I don't think that people know how bad it feels. And when you're there, you'll know because it feels, you think you've been at rock bottom and then you're like, I literally can't walk. That's how it feels. I don't want to walk. <laughs> um, so what I want to talk to you guys about and train to love, live, I would love to talk to you more about your experience. So definitely hit me up. Um, I definitely am looking for support here. I, If you are dealing with this, if you have dealt with this in the past, um, if you have overcome it, if you have had to take extended time off and it has really been hard for you. I would love to be able to, to, to talk about this. Um, but anyways, so let's talk about why I wanted to talk about this. Cause as I said, it's not just overtraining. Allison, I know this is you. Uh, and I, and I'm going to recover. I'm, I'm freaking, I'm, I recovered from a lot of hard shit in my life. This is just one more thing. I am once again, part of the problem is being resilient. Um, but a lot of you guys, don't listen to the signs your body's giving you. You don't listen to what's going on in your head. You don't listen to all the signs that's going on. I felt these signs forever ago. And here's how it kind of progressed for me. I didn't take time off after any of my games experiences. After any season, I never took more than one day off in a row. And then about two years ago, I was convinced to take two days off in a row. Cause I needed it. And then it was three days off in a row. And then last week or last this year was the first time that I was able to take a week where I did low intensity stuff. I've been training for, since I was 19 years old and have never taken a full week off of doing nothing. But now I need that, right? I could have taken it when I wanted it, but now I don't have a choice. So you got to listen to the signs your body's giving you. If your body's telling you you're tired, you're tired. Now, granted, some of you guys need to suck it up, right? I know that. I'm talking to you guys out there that are like literally going from sun up to sundown. Never sit down. You're the one that's telling me that you don't have time to meal prep. You don't have time to cook. You're eating things on the fly. You're just always too busy. Always too busy to take care of yourself. Guess what? going to come to bite you in the ass if you don't change something. And when it happens, you're going to be mad that you didn't do what you needed to do earlier on because it sucks realizing that what could have been a simple fix is now a big problem. And a lot of women experience this in their forties. They're, they're, you know, they're living these high stress jobs and being a mom and they're just running themselves ragged and they think it's okay to like put themselves last all the time. And then all of a sudden, like my hormones are freaking, I, I'm so, 
I have so much, my mood's all over the place. My energy's all over the place. My freaking hormones are out of whack. How can I fix this? Is there a supplement I can take? No. You know what the supplement is? Fucking sleep and rest. <laughs> That's the supplement. And food. Can you stop dieting yourself into the ground? So that's what I got for you guys today. Um, little update, little talk about overtraining. If you have like struggled with this um, or you are trying to make lifestyle changes and you want to join me on my journey, it doesn't have to be overtraining. Maybe it is looking at your life differently. Please shoot me a message. Um, I'll make sure that I have my email address in here. You guys notify me at, at Cheryl Nasso. Um, and like, let's freaking rally and let's recover because your life is all you got. And I want to live my life and be happy and healthy. And I have not been healthy. I have not been feeling good. I have been missing out on enjoying training and feeling fit and loving what I do and all that good stuff. So I will say this, I still love my life, right? I love what I do. And I just have to take myself, get myself a little bit of recovery. Allison, it's funny because I'm like, where could I go? Because I can work from wherever I want, which is the beauty of that, right? I can work. I can check in my clients wherever I want. Where would I go? So if y'all have any tips for like some little last minute getaways, I'm like, not too expensive either because I'm not very, I'm not, I'm kind of frugal. I'd love to do like a little three days, no electronics, just get out of the, get out of the freaking hamster. Well, I guess if I want to work there too, I shouldn't do that. Maybe just take three days and not take time off from work. Maybe take a long weekend. But um, thanks, Allison. Listen, guys, enjoy your day. Enjoy your Saturday. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for all your support. If you guys need anything, like I said, I'll put some information in the show notes uh, for you guys to reach out to me. And I'll talk to you guys all on the next episode. I'll make sure I keep you guys updated as well.